0: Old friend James Harden returns to Barclays, this time in a new uniform to take on the Brooklyn Nets. We've got Clippers. We've got Brooklyn. We've got James Harden returning to the building. We're going to get into it all first. The theme music. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Nets podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. I am Doug Norrie here with a bonus game preview for Clippers Nets going down 730 p.m. Barclays center James Harden returning to Barclays where he spent what feels like a lifetime and feels like an eternity and also feels like a split second in Brooklyn, just a few <laughs> few seasons ago, uh, made his way to Philadelphia, and then made his way out of Philadelphia and made his way to Los Angeles. He'll be coming into town in just his second game as a Clipper, following uh, they played the Knicks the other night and ended up getting uh, beat pretty bad one eleven ninety seven. Harden ended up playing thirty one minutes uh, in that game. New look squad, obviously for the Clippers. Uh, you know, putting him together with Kawhi Leonard, putting him together with Paul George, reuniting him with Russell Westbrook after two different stints together uh, in Oklahoma City and then Houston. Uh, so obviously the Clippers come in looking like a pretty new team. Sometimes just adding one player uh, can do that for you. Um, and, and Harden is definitely that kind of player, no matter where you think he is at this point in his career or how upset you are as a Nets fan thinking about the James Harden experience or you know what could have been when it came to Harden. You know, clearly still an upgrade for that team, no matter which way you slice it. You can maybe have disagreements around what the ultimate ceiling is for the Clippers uh, when adding Harden to that group. But I think it'd be pretty, you know, it'd be pretty sort of myopic to think that James Harden doesn't just at least improve that team or at least raise the floor of that team in the short term. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here Uh, When the Clippers face the Nets, a couple of different things that we want to get into, just sort of like things to watch out for over the course of this game. For starters, Brooklyn is a plus four and a half point underdog, plus 162 over at our friends on FanDuel, over under 231 and a half, which if you look at the sort of the landscape of the NBA that one probably that over under falls right around the middle and probably on the higher side of the middle all, all things considered. I mean you got some games like Indy Utah at 244, you got Charlotte Wiz at 240 and a half. So, you know, 9 10 11 12 points under those ones, but definitely not anywhere close to the lowest on the entire slate. Part of that is uh, coming up from the net side. They're playing at somewhat of a faster pace this season. I don't think as fast as we thought they would probably would end up doing. 12th overall uh, in 12th overall in pace. The Clippers are—I oh, had this right in front of me, but I went away. Okay, yeah, it's uh, 18th overall in pace. So you know they're on the yeah, it looks a slightly below league average. Though there's a bunching effect around uh, around that 15 through 17 space. So you know looking at a round average in terms of pace in this game stylistically. The Clippers clearly make a little bit of a change when it comes to having Harden just into the mix. We also we know that sort of Harden has has a singular style, not singular, but has a de- very definitive style that he wants to play, especially when he's on ball. That didn't happen all the time in the Knicks game, and I there was definitely still like a feeling around. Just of like how they're gonna probably end up meshing all of their skill sets. He only took nine shots in 31 minutes. Westbrook had 13. Kawhi had 16. PG definitely sees a usage uh, usage dip, but it'll be interesting to see how these two teams match up just in terms of like how what they want to do and how they want to just you know present each of their styles. So we know that the Clippers are probably gonna to want to slow things down, especially with Harden. They're going to want to get into the half court where they have, you know, significant offensive weapons. Just Kawhi and PG alone are guys that the Nets are going to have to be really in tune to. Uh, and then when you add Harden to the mix, we know that they're going to Nets are going to have to have at least some more on-ball defense when it comes to just guarding Harden because look, a guy can still play. He's still a facilitator. He had 17 points and six assists in those 31 minutes uh, against the Knicks. And so the Nets are going to be presented with some unique defensive challenges that they haven't really. Had to deal with so far this season, just because this is just a slightly different team. It's a little bit more, you know, sort of wing heavy with those two, with PG and Kawhi. There are going to be some guards that can, that can attack the rim in Westbrook and Harden. Maybe their spacing isn't amazing, but you know, there's still going to be challenges that the Nets are going to have to face. I will be curious to see sort of what some of the defensive assignments are to start you would think we would see Simmons on Kawhi uh, but you know that's and, and with then you know the team switching all the way through I'm not positive that's going to just maintain all the way I, I think there are a couple different ways they can go here they obviously have Mikhail, they have Dorian Finney-Smith there are some options about sort of how they can throw different looks at these guys uh, Zubac is still starting at center for the Clippers so there's like a little bit of size presence on the inside. But like after him, you're not so worried about just the overall rebounding for this team. The, uh, the Clippers are without Mason Plumlee, who left uh, who was hurt with a leg injury and doesn't look like he's going to be returning anytime soon. So, you know, the Nets sometimes come into these games undersized. I don't think that's going to be the case here, though. Again, like some of the defensive challenges will present themselves more around the backcourt and the wings before it's all said and done. So going to be definitely keeping an eye on how the Nets arrange their defensive philosophy around these guys. Again, I think we'll see plenty of switching. I'm not sure how much pick and roll you're going to see the the Rockets end up running when it's all said and done, but that's going to be, if we're looking out for something just sort of to start, I think that's where we're going to go. Want to get into a little bit more of what we can see from the Nets side of things. We'll get into that here in a second. Before we do that, I'm going to tell you about our friends over on FanDuel. No better time to step into the action this NBA season and NFL season with the FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers, we've been telling you about this. It's time to get on to this, people. The new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet I mentioned the money line already for the Nets. Plus 162, you think the Nets are just, I don't know, maybe you just think they're straight-out favorites. or just maybe a better team than the Clippers. Or they're going to, you know, Clippers making their way across the country, and, and now it's going to be a, a tough one to kind of sell just from a win perspective. That's great. Plus 162 for the Nets. You get your money line bet in there. FanDuel's got you covered because if you win that bet, the Nets win. $150 in bonus bets. That's all you got to do. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action Spreads, player props, over, under, so much more. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown kickoff. This NFL and NBA season, Fanduel is the official partner of the NFL. All right, things to watch out for on the Nets side. We obviously saw last game Mikael Bridges take a little bit of a step forward in terms of usage and and just sort of efficiency from the field. He went 12 for 21, shot 57% from the field. Three-pointers, I have one for five, so he's definitely dropped below his career averages, at least at this point. Though I was encouraged by sort of what we saw against Milwaukee, him getting into the mid-range, him sort of finding what we consider to be some of his strengths that we saw at this final third of last season when he made what many would consider to be the big leap uh, after the trade from over from Phoenix. So I definitely like that part of it. I think that this will be sort of challenging against their wing defense. Like I said, Kawhi obviously one of the best defenders in the league PG, no slouch either. Maybe you think, oh, if he gets paired on Russ or on Harden that's a little bit more of an advantage. It'll be interesting to see sort of where the Clippers defensive strategy comes from in this game too. Obviously they can't Really switch all the way with Zoo, but he does you know provide some rim defense, which is somewhat problematic for guys like Bridges and for Cam Thomas, who because it's not like core parts of Bridges game, but both these guys do want to get to the rim when presented the opportunity. Both can pull up from the mid range as well. I think that the Clippers will offer an opportunity to be able to do that. With the understanding that there could be some, you know, sort of complications early, depending on where Kawhi lands, depending on where PG ends up uh, ends up landing. So we'll be kind of keeping an eye on that one right from the outset. Be interested to see how the Clippers handle Ben Simmons too. Obviously, we know that these teams can sag off Simmons, uh, especially when he gets into the DHO actions. Uh, Zoo is not going to be coming up for any of that stuff because you know Simmons is no threat to shoot. Though you do have to bring forward your big defenders a little bit because otherwise. You know, Simmons sets the screen on one of those guys in that action, and that can open up sort of quick looks. So it's like even though Simmons doesn't space the floor really at all, (laughs) um, he does – it's still not like his primary defender can just play all the way off of him because there's just – there are other ways – that the Nets can attack using his skill set, even if there, he's at no threat to shoot. So I'll be kind of keeping an, an eye on that as well. I don't think we're going to see anywhere close to the usage that Cam Thomas had last game—33 shots overall, including 16 three-pointers. I do love to see the amount of th- the number of three-pointers he took last game. I don't, you know, not a candidate to take 16 a game, but getting that number up, I think, is pretty important for the Nets overall. Obviously, the three-pointer is where they want to live this season. Getting Cam to be a shooter both off the dribble and catch and shoot from three is something it would be nice to see maintained. I'm not positive how much it's going to stay up there, but you know he started off the season playing 32 minutes, averaging just north of four. He took over the first three games, Cameron Thomas – oh, Cameron, I don't know why I said Cameron. Cam Thomas took uh, 4.3 three-point attempts per game in the last four games – the minutes have ticked up to 36, but he's taking more than double the number of threes. Now, the 16 the 16 attempts definitely just sort of makes that stat a little funky, but it had already gone up. Seven three-pointers, nine three-pointers, six three-point attempts, and then 16 three-point attempts. I'd love to see that number stick in like that six, seven, eight range from him. He's a good enough shooter to be able to do it. As long as the catch-and-shoot stuff stays, I think we should be able to see that uh, also as well. So... Those are the couple of things, the couple of a few things we're going to be looking out for from the Nets over the course of this game playing against the Clippers. Should be an interesting one. Like, again, anytime you get Harden back into the building, you love, you love to see that, even if it's, you know, we're to, the Boo Birds are going to be out. Eh, not the only team that and team fan base out there that kind of doesn't want to see James Harden re enter the building. Or, you know, there's clearly no love lost. <laughs> when it comes to Harden uh, and this fan base, and look, that's uh, let's say what you will, but it's not feel like that's mostly on Harden at this point, right? Like, <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think there's any debate there. We will be back after the game over on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed over to YouTube. We're jumping in live YouTube action after every single game. So this is the bonus feed on the pod, but then there's special stuff that happens on YouTube as well, including live post game. So make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Nets. Over on YouTube. Enjoy the game, everyone. We'll be back talking after the Nets face the Clippers.